Welcome again to another episode with us. We're so honored to have you as our guest today. And we've been talking about some wonderful, wonderful things. Okay. One of my favorite subjects, and that is the person of the Holy Spirit, the baptism of the Holy Spirit, the book of Acts, the, the power and the witness that comes, you know, through these things. And uh, we've been watching God do great things mm -hmm. in our lives That's right. since we received the Holy Spirit. I mean, uh, you're a different woman. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the truth. I think we both are. I don't want to hit you anymore, and I pray, and then something happens to me, and I just feel the Holy Spirit come on me when I want to hit you with a knife or, or stab you with the knife. So, yes, the Holy Spirit has helped us very much. Yeah, you know, maybe you're watching this program today, and, you know, and you've been praying, saying, God, there's got to be more. I'm telling you, there is more. That's right. Amen. There's the person of the Holy Spirit, and there's this wonderful experience that took place on what is referred to as the Day of Pentecost, where the Lord revealed himself, the third person of the Trinity, the Holy Spirit mm. to us. And this is a gift that God wants every one of us to enjoy, that infilling of power that comes when you embrace, amen, the Holy Ghost after you've received salvation. And I'm just excited about this subject matter because this right here is what made my life hook, line, and mm -hmm. sinker serve God because we tried serving the Lord before, and you can serve Him without the baptism of the Spirit. But man, the things that happened when we received Mm -hmm. You know, it serving him became priority. Serving yes. him became the number he one guided thing. Us. Guided yeah. us and everything. He gave us the power to overcome ourselves in those areas where, you know, where we were weak. And um, and so I'm just super excited about jumping into this because I know how important this is to the Lord for us to understand and for us to receive what Pentecost began. And I also think it's important because you have so many believers that are not being taught that this is for today. Yes. That this is of God, that this is for now. It's a gift that we need. Now, what's the difference? And I know you've heard this question before. What's the difference between the baptism and speaking in tongues and just having the Holy Spirit? What's the difference? I, I love the analogy that you use about the difference. Um, the difference is this, is that, you know, I, uh, the Lord said that people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Mm -hmm. And I think that the challenge that you see often is that you have Pentecostals that have received this gift. Mm -hmm. They speak in tongues, but the only thing that they understand is that they speak in tongues. That means they're a Pentecostal, you know, and that they have the Holy Spirit because they speak in tongues, you know, and they don't believe that people that don't speak in tongues have the Holy Spirit. And then you have the other side of the coin, which is you have like folks of like a, a like a Baptist type background to where they believe that this isn't for today, you know, and they're both off, you know, because really what it comes down to is this, is that you couldn't get saved without the Holy mm -hmm. Spirit. That's right. The Bible says that no man can come to the Father unless the Spirit draws That's him. Right. That's you know, right. The Spirit of God's what draws us to, you know, to the Father and to the Lord Jesus Christ. And we were drawn to God before we had the baptism yeah. of the Holy Spirit. So you had to have the Holy Spirit to receive salvation. Right. You, had to, you had to have him to help you to reveal that truth that Jesus is, is who he is. Yeah, He's right. our Savior. And so you receive that Holy Spirit. He's the one that helps you. But there's a difference between having the Holy Spirit and being empowered by the Holy Spirit. And I think a, a great example of that, in my opinion, is found over in Luke uh, chapter 4. When Jesus, you know, was baptized and was driven by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil for 40 days, the Bible says that he went in full of the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. 
But when he came out, it says he came out full of the power. Mm, I love that. So there's a difference between having the Holy Spirit and being empowered by the Holy Spirit. The baptism of the Holy Spirit is that empowerment. Mm -hmm. It's added power. It's it's authority, authority, dunamis. It's it's dynamite power. And 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 Jesus knew we needed this. That's right. If we did not need this power, then why would He make it available mm -hmm. to us? You know. And so I, I think it's important for us to really dig into this. And regardless of what your religious upbringing has been, maybe you know nothing or maybe, you know, you've been raised in different religions, uh, you know, or different denominationalism. Um, let the word of God speak to you for itself. Right. You know, let it let it speak um, as we dive into this subject matter. Just be free to receive what the word says you can have. Amen. And so and, and I think it's important to make to people to understand that that. Uh, the book of the Bible is 66, 66 books, uh, you know, 66 letters, books, whatever you call them, put together in, in one thing. You can't pick and choose. We can't say, oh, we're going to only talk about the New, we're only going to believe the New Testament. We're not going to even read the Old Testament or, or we're only going to take certain books out of the New Testament. That's what's happening now. Yeah. People are taking the New Testament and taking books out and uh, not doing that or even some things that some of the apostles said you know they don't want to talk about this apostle they don't want to talk about this one they only want to stick to uh this this book in the bible or this scripture but they discount that you can't you have to take it all and you have to break it down with all the books not just the ones that you feel like true. not not saying oh well i like the what he said and let, let's go by what he said i don't like what he said we, we can't do that that's not being a true scholar of the word, and that's not being a true uh, disciple of God. He 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 did all of this, yeah. and and all of it is important. Yes, there's certain things that are Old Testament that we don't do. We don't go stone our children. We don't go, <laughs> you know, and stone the adulteress. We don't, you know. We have grace. We have mercy. But those are things that we need to read and we need to know, and not, you know, just throw things away. Yeah. And, and I feel like that's what's happened. It's like. Man, you know, the, the day of Pentecost happened and something amazing happened that day and power was given to us and we're not using it. You know, we yeah. we were we were talking earlier uh, before we started this this thing about how, um, you know, when in a situation, are we really going to use the training that we've gotten? Are we really going to use those things or are we going to put it all aside, you know? And, and one of the analogies that you've used before is the fact that, you know, having the the baptisms of of the Holy Spirit is like having a gun with bullets, yeah. and and it, it's being able to be used. You have a, a gun, but you have the power that goes in that in that gun. I mean, you can pistol whip somebody, yes, but you have bullets, <laughs> you have bullets behind it. That's a lot better, you know. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that you know, like you were hitting on something a little bit ago. It really is comparing scripture to scripture. Yeah. You know, it, it's not. You know, you can't treat the Word of God like a buffet and only pick and choose what you like. That's right. Um, you have to enjoy all of it. That's right. Uh, comparing Scripture to Scripture. Because some people would take one uh, verse out of context oh, yes. and try building a doctrine on it. Like, um, I've heard people, when it comes to the baptism of the Holy Spirit, I've heard some people that don't believe in it, that it's for today. They take that Scripture where it says that, the, you know, about uh, there's going to come a time where, where tongues will cease and... These different things will cease. And they use that as the premise for not believing that it's for now. But 
that's talking about when we get to heaven. Mm -hmm. When you get to heaven, you're not going to need to speak in tongues. You're going to know everything, mm -hmm. you know. And so those are the kind of things you got to watch out for. But jumping right into this, mm -hmm. you know, Jesus, you know, spent a lot of time preparing his disciples and his followers for his exit as well as the Holy Ghost's entrance. Mm -hmm. And we talked about that in the last episode. If you didn't get to check it out, oh, go yes. on to YouTube yes, and watch, uh, it. watch it. But right here, I want us to begin in, in Acts chapter 1. And uh, let's begin in verse 2. And we can read down through um, verse 8. Because Jesus is laying something out right here. You know, th this took place how many days after Jesus was? 50 days. 50 days after Jesus Christ. We Googled it, so I hope that we got it right. If you fact check me and I'm wrong, put it in the comments. I will check it. I will fix it. So this this right here happened uh, around 50 days. It was 50 days. It was 50. The day of Pentecost was. Yes. 50 days after Jesus died and rose again. But right here, this is before 50 days. Mm -hmm. Jesus is speaking. Now look what it says right here on verse 2. It says... Until the day in which he was taken up after that, he, through the Holy Ghost, had given commandments unto his apostles whom he had chosen, to whom also he showed himself alive mm. after his passion. Jesus didn't just die and went away and nobody seen him. He died, rose again, and he hung out here on this earth for over 40 days for people to see him. Look at this. Look what it says right here. It says, showed himself alive after his passion for many with by many infallible proofs, being seen of them 40 days and speaking of the things pertaining to the kingdom of God. Mm. You know, the Bible tells us in uh, 1 Corinthians 15, verse 6, that he revealed himself to over 500 people. Oh, wow. So it wasn't that only his disciples seen him. No, he was not hidden. He was revealing and teaching and showing things to people, over 500 people, seeing him after the death and the resurrection. And it goes on to say right here that he spoke to them things pertaining to the kingdom of God. Mm -hmm. And the reason being is because something was shifting. Mm -hmm. Something was getting ready to happen. He was going back to the Father to be at the right hand, but he was sending the Holy Spirit to do something to advance the kingdom. Jesus had just put our sin to the slaughter mm. and the curse was broken forever Amen. you know off of our lives because of what he did on calvary so he was introducing a whole new way of life to them they weren't gonna have to sacrifice animals and things to you know to cover their sin his blood washed it, washed away. it away and he goes on to say right here that being assembled together with them he commanded them. So this wasn't even an option. Mm -hmm. This was him commanding them that they should not depart from Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the Father, which saith he, you have heard of me. Remember he promised, mm -hmm. we talked about how he promised to send the Holy mm -hmm. Spirit. And he goes on to say right here, when they therefore were come together, they asked of him saying, Lord, will thou at this time restore again the kingdom of Israel? And he said unto them, it is not for you to know the times or the seasons which the Father has put in his own power. But you shall receive power after the Holy Ghost is come upon you. And you shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem, in all Judea, and in Samaria, and in the uttermost parts of the earth. That's us. When we go, I can't even imagine going into a foreign country. You know, and obviously the U.S. is a foreign country for somebody else, you know, but yeah. for us. 
I think that we live in the best country in the world, but that's just my opinion. Me you too. should feel that way about your own country. And, you know, uh, but to go into the places that we've gone before without the power. That's scary. Uh, I, I, I mean, you just, just not... I mean, just some of the situations that we've come against, you know, what being in, in a foreign country. I remember one time we were driving down um, a street, crowded, crowded, crowded city, and uh, I somebody tried to steal something from me, you know, and uh, I just remember that. I remember having that, ooh, I need to take care of this. I don't know if it was the Holy Spirit or it was my, you know, <laughs> growing up in a thing where I grabbed the guy and... You know, I was reaching for my knife. I wasn't reaching for my Bible to think. I was reaching for my knife. I don't know what I was going to do, but I was going to do something, you know. But just, you know, situations like that, you know, you, you want to have the Holy Ghost. I remember another time we were going through a checkpoint, and these people, they wanted our passports. And I, I, I didn't feel like I was lying, but I just knew don't give him my passport. I knew maybe it's because my passport's from Mexico, but I just knew don't give him my passport. Mm -hmm. And I didn't have my passport on me. And so my passport was underneath me. I remember just kicking my purse in the back and just knowing in my spirit, knowing by the Holy Ghost, don't give him your passport. So when he asked me for my passport, I said, I don't have it because I did it because it was up underneath me. But I just know in the spirit, I knew I wasn't supposed to, but gosh, I, I just couldn't imagine being in a foreign, in a place like that without his prompting, without his leading. I'm sure you've got plenty of things, you know, when the Holy Spirit said, don't do this or the time that you were threatened, you know, in, in the middle of Russia, to your yeah. legs were going to be broken, you know. I know it was the Holy Ghost telling you, don't be scared, Josh. You know, it's going to be okay, you know. Yeah. You know, anytime you follow the leading of the Spirit, yes. you're going to do great. Because yes. He'll always lead you in the way that is right. That's right. And He sure does stop us when it's not right. Yeah. He did, yeah he, you know, he was sent to help convict the world of sin. And, That's right. You know, and righteousness and also, you know, judgment, you know, and... He's so vital to us, and Jesus knew this. Jesus knew how precious the Holy Spirit is, you know, the person of the Holy Spirit. And that's why he said every sin that you commit, you know, it's forgivable, he says, but man, except for blasphemy against the Holy Ghost, because he is the most gentle person that you will ever meet, is the person of the Holy Spirit. He's so precious. And Jesus knew they needed the power. He knew, I'm leaving. But I'm not leaving you comfortless. And there's going to be some challenges that are going to come. He knew that they were going to face some things in this life that were not pleasing and pleasant to them. I mean, he knew that the Colosseum was coming. He knew that the mm. persecution of the Christians was coming. He knew folks were going to be fed to the lions, sodden in half. He knew that these things were going to happen because of their faith in him. And he knew they need the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm to help them to spread this gospel, this good news message. They need the power of this spirit to work signs, wonders, and miracles because those right there are one of the greatest attractions Amen. is when the non-believer sees God displaying his wonders oh, yes. through and in a believer's life. And so he commanded them, mm -hmm. you don't leave Jerusalem. Mm -hmm. You stay here until you receive power from on high. He says, you will receive power. That word power is the is the word dunamis, mm -hmm. which it's the root word for where we get the word dynamite, which means mighty power. He said, you're going to receive mighty power when the Holy Ghost comes upon you. Mm -hmm. I always say it this way, when he comes up and, and on, on you. you. When what's in you comes on you, that's when power shows up. 
And I think it goes back to what we were saying earlier, the difference between having the Holy Spirit and being empowered by the Holy Spirit. You got so many folks trying to get the Holy Ghost in them, and he's trying to get out of them. <laughs> he's trying to come on them so that they can do the supernatural. And so Jesus commands them, hey, you hold out, you wait. There's something getting ready to happen. And he lets them know it's going to happen in Jerusalem. And you wait and don't leave. Yeah. You stay and you tarry until that happens. He didn't want them to go out to go out into this world powerless. He didn't want us to be powerless. You know, as a parent, when we, we prepare our children for the world, we, we teach them what we need to do. We pray for them. We, we prepare them for the world. Mm -hmm. And we don't send our children out powerless. We don't mm -hmm. send them out not knowing the word. And, and you, shouldn't not, you shouldn't send your kids out powerless. We, as, 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 you know, as parents, as earthly parents, we, we cover them. We, we tell them what to do. And that's what Jesus was doing. Yeah. You're going to be here. And I'm going to provide something. That is going to help you. It's going to guide you. It's going to bring power upon everything that I've commanded you to do. He did. He gave us the weapons yeah. to do it. You know, what, he did. He knew that the something they were going to receive was the power. Amen. But he knew that they would get the something if they got the someone, Amen. which was that's the Holy good. Spirit. That's good. That's good. And and that's why the Holy Spirit was so vital. And again, he just got done spending all this time Amen. over forty days talking to them about the kingdom. Because they were getting ready to take over the world with this message. And so in this, yes. Jesus was, was preparing them. And what, you know, what I find so sad is that there were over 500 people that seen him. Oh, wow. But yet on the day of Pentecost, there was yeah, only 120, 120. Yeah. that You're stayed right. and obeyed him. But they're the ones that got the power. They tarried. Yeah. They and, waited. And, and so you have to you have to stand on the word of God. If Jesus is promising something to come to you, then man, you hold on to those That's promises right. until that word comes to pass. Because right. God's not going to tell you something and not do it. He's never done that to anybody, and he's not going to start with you. There are, there's a reason that sometimes he wants you to Amen. wait. I understand that things don't always happen on our time frame. But even though you have the will of God, if the timing's not right, it still won't work. That's right. He told them, wait. There might have been some folks that said, well, I'm going to go home, uh, take care of some things, and I'll be back. And they missed it. Mm. You know, we don't know. But we definitely know there was 120 that were positioned for this to take place. So the day of Pentecost, let's just fast forward. He gives them this instruction. Amen. You got 120 that obey. And the Bible says that right after he gave them this instruction, that he was taken back up into heaven. And the Bible says in verse 12 that they returned unto Jerusalem because they'd been with him. So here they are. They're tearing. They're waiting. Ooh, wait. You know, you said it was 500. That is proven as 500. Okay, so th these people, he signed them to wait. Do you think that the other 500 got the same message? Hey, here in Jerusalem, this is going to happen. Because I don't know why he would appear to people for nothing. He appeared to them and he said this is, I mean, he told them that. He wouldn't just yeah. tell them and not the other people. Well, I think I think he told everybody, and this is just my opinion. Just opinion, yeah. We're, we're might, opinion. Uh, is that if there was someone that you knew and you watched them get beaten and crucified, you watched them die, and then you see them show up three days later, mm -hmm. that person has my attention. Yes. And I'm going to do everything I can to be there to see what they're doing and to hear what they have to say. That's what most normal people would do. 
that challenges what Jesus had said before when he was preparing them for Pentecost. He said, man, he goes, there's going to be people coming, he said, to where they're not going to believe in the Holy Ghost because they can't see him the way they see me. Mm, gotcha. Again, you have people that are, they believe because they see. And there, he was letting them know there's coming a time where you're going to believe, but it's going to be because the Holy Ghost revealed it to you. Just like what we read right here mm -hmm. in this portion of Scripture, he says that the Holy Ghost came and started revealing things to them as well. And so I think that when it comes to this, that when Jesus left, you know, remember he was there with them 40 days. Between 40 days and Pentecost, there's 10, 10 days. 10 days that these people had a choice. I can wait 10 days or wait longer. Or some folks, 10 days was just too long. Just like some people being in church for 10 minutes longer than what they want is too long. Mm. And so it's so important that we see how, how we need to obey. Because we'll miss out if we don't. Amen. So we find ourselves on the day of Pentecost. Amen. And, you know, Pentecost, you know, I mean, it's the Feast of Harvest. Mm. You know, and at this time, every Jew you know, would be drawn to Jerusalem to be a part of this feast. And so you had Jews from all over the world that had come to be there in Jerusalem at this time. So it wasn't that the disciples were there in an empty city. They were in a city that was packed mm -hmm. full of people. And so here we find in, uh, in Acts chapter 2, mm -hmm. why, don't you, why don't you read verse 1 through verse 4 right there. Sure. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come... They were all with one accord in one place, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven, cloven tongues like a, as a fire, and it sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. So we see right here a couple of miracles. One is it says when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were with one accord in one place. There was a unity. Isn't it amazing how sometimes God has to reduce things down to get yes. a group of yes. people together that he can really do something mm -hmm. in and through their lives? I mean, I think about Gideon, the 300 men. It started off with tens of thousands, and it was reduced down to 300. 300 people who were working together. Right here, 120 people. They seen. You don't think it wasn't a challenge? to stay you don't think that they weren't invited to leave you don't think there were people that were convincing each other hey you know what he's gone and we waited maybe we missed it days, yeah you know you know this 120 had made up their mind we are staying forever if that's what it takes wow to receive this power and i think what happens is you got too many people that are not willing to do their part they want the power but they don't want the part that they have to do to receive the power mm. And it says right here that as they were there, That's really good, there came a sound. Say it again. <laughs> there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. It doesn't say that there was a, a, a wind, but man, it was that. You think about like when a jet flies overhead and you hear that rushing wind. Uh -huh. That's what was being heard. This sound of a rushing mighty wind was being heard. And it says that in the midst of that, these cloven tongues of fire mm -hmm. begin to appear over every 120 tongues of flames do you think that's what the enemy sees over us oh i know he sees it he sees something oh, I know i'm telling you he sees he sees when you know who you are and he I sees so. when you are ignorant i think so because sometimes when i'm walking and somebody's coming it's like they go around me i'm like do i smell it's like you just they go around you and you're like you're just walking you know and you just you could feel that or how many times have you been driving and somebody will stop they're going their crosswalk they stop oh, and they gosh. just look at you and you're like 
what or they look at you and they or they run in front of you and we just look at each other and like yep they saw the holy ghost they had like three people manifest demons in the crosswalk in the crosswalk while we're just driving i think that's just like i hopped out the car and ran after one one time i know just anyways um because i got the power (laughs) Uh, but we see right here that this is what took place Mm -hmm. man when when this took place the holy ghost filled them Filled them with what? Filled them with himself. Filled them with this power. This right here was the beginning of the book of Acts, church. Wow. This right here. This is us. us. This is us. We're we're a few chapters later, you know, but we're a part of this book. How exciting to be born. I know that, you know, we watch movies where it says, oh, I wish we were born here. People say, I wish we were born here. But you know what? You know, I... God chose us to be born at this time. Yeah. You know why? Because he knew we could handle it. Yeah. Not that other people couldn't handle it. I'm sure they can handle their time, but man, we get this. Yeah, and you know what's awesome too is that that we have more episodes to go over this. Yes, That's what's no, awesome we do. We do. We keep but what's stuck awesome here. is that that God promises that the former and the latter rain are gonna come together in one Amen. season. He promised that he's gonna pour out his spirit upon all flesh. That's including you. That's right. Amen. They experienced the the fulfillment of that scripture. And in our next episode, we talk about that. We talk about what happened yes. after this so took place. Yes. Oh, it's amazing. Immediately you see transformation. Mm-hmm. So maybe you're believing for a change. Maybe you're looking for something to be different in your walk with the Lord. I'm telling you, man of God, woman of God, child of God, you need this experience. Yes. If you have not received the baptism of the Holy Spirit, you don't have to go to Jerusalem to receive it. Go to the altar. Go to the throne of God and say, Lord, I receive the gift of your Holy Spirit. Baptize me, Lord, in this power. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. And he will cause you to receive everything that they received. Amen. That we read about today. Amen. I'm excited for you. And I'm excited about what God has in store. This, oh, this subject just has me so fired up. We love you. And uh, we look forward to seeing you guys again on another episode of Kingdom Concept.